Hey, welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode number eight. 2020 has been absolutely insane. There's no other way to describe this year. A lot of ridiculous, horrible things have gone on worldwide. And yeah, it's been, it has been a year for the record books. Like there's going to be multiple record books on this year. But there are some good things that have happened uh, because of all the ridiculousness going on. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today and some other good things that I think should come out of this year. So I hope you stick around. I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. Hey, welcome back. So I hinted, you know, with the introduction, that uh, I'd be talking about some of the good things, right? Because there has been an awful lot of negative going on this year. So I was thinking about all of the things, all of the events, all of the just, I mean, crises that we have dealt with as a a globe. (laughs) And some of the things that have been absolutely horrible and you would think there would be no good would come from them. They have all instigated important conversations. Like for example, the the horrible fires that went on in Australia. And they really made people worldwide talk about the human impact that we are having on the environment, which is a good thing. We need to be aware of these things and move to to fix some of the things that we are doing to our planet. Kobe Bryant brought to mind, you know, how important role models are for students. And with that, you know, how important teachers are to helping students deal with trauma. Of course, the the COVID pandemic that's going on right now, that has definitely brought to the forefront the importance of medical care and how different medical care is around the world, the good, the bad, and the ugly with all of that. My kindergarten teachers and my first grade teachers all uh, are just absolutely happy as can be that we're finally washing our hands. You know, that's that's a good thing. And then, of course, the stay-at-home orders, the social distancing, that brought up a lot of conversations about education conversations that were a long time in coming, especially talking about the importance of relationships in education, as well as the services that the education system is providing for our students, the food, the mental health care, the safe place, all of those things are provided by schools and, I mean, by teachers a lot. So these are all good conversations that we needed to have. Now, of course, the horrible, absolutely atrocious death of Mr. Floyd and the subsequent protest um, 
those have definitely brought out some very long incoming conversations about racism, police brutality, racism in the country and the state of that racism and what we need to be doing as Americans to deal with that situation and to support people who have been put in some terrible situations. One conversation that I haven't seen that I think is very important and that we need to start talking about nationwide is how horribly (laughs) the education system is actually serving kids. So for those of us who have been working in the education system, and I'm not talking about any specific state, I'm not talking about any specific county, I am talking nationwide. We know that there's a problem. We know that there are way too many kids, there are not enough funds, and there certainly aren't enough resources to go around, especially for our struggling learners, which you know are near and dear to my heart. So I was looking into it, and the National Assessment of Education Progress, which, you know, NAEP, the data from 2017, it made me really, really mad. Uh, So this is just one little bit of the information from that assessment. According to that assessment, again, general education students in fourth grade, 37% of the students in fourth grade meet proficiency standards in reading. 40% in math. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) 37% of our students are meeting proficiency in reading. So that means that a little bit more than a third of our population are getting what they need from the education system as it stands today. What? That, that, that's horrible. That, that's, that's two-thirds of our population isn't getting what they want or isn't getting what they need. Okay, maybe it's better in eighth grade. It's not. <laughs> uh, in eighth grade... are proficient in reading, so that number doesn't change, and 34% in math. So it actually goes down six percentage points in math. Now, this was 2017, so that was three years ago. But given the stay-at-home orders, and um, I think we can all pretty much agree that our students didn't get um, a whole lot out of the last quarter of the 2019-2020 school year, I don't feel like we're going to get any better scores next year on this. So, again, we're meeting the needs of a third of the population. Now, the special education information is, I mean, it's abysmal. It's absolutely abysmal. In fourth grade for reading, 11% of our students are meeting proficiency in reading and 14% in math. In eighth grade, it goes down. 7% meet proficiency in reading and 6% in math. 
as an educator, that just makes my heart ache. Our students can do so much better. And I hear it, I hear it a lot that, well, you know, the student, he's in special education for a reason. Okay, I, I, I understand that. Yes, the child has needs. But the point in RTI and special education is to bridge the gap, is to mitigate that gap so that they can meet proficiency. And by and large, the vast majority of our students that are in special education, they have average cognitive abilities, average intelligence. So they are capable if we provide them with the services and the resources that they need to be successful. So that, that I'm just going to put aside the special education part of it for a little while. I will definitely dig that up in later episodes. But that, that just, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. Knowing that so many of our students are, are just, it, they're just being lost. They're just being lost. But either way, general education students we're only meeting the needs of a little bit more than a third of the population. We got to do something about that. We, we just, we do. When I look at the data, it shows that the main reason for those low scores, those low numbers in meeting proficiency, it's because the students aren't getting the foundational skills that they need to be successful in reading and in math. So that's going all the way back to phonemic awareness, phonics, sight words, vocabulary, language skills. That, that's going all the way back to that. It, it's number sense. That's where the students are starting to fall behind. I looked at some other data and it says that basically uh, if a student is non-grade level by third grade, they probably won't be. And that goes right in line with what, what we have from the NAEP, which again, that just, it hurts, doesn't it? It, it just, it hurts because we, we can do better. These, these kids, they deserve better. And it just shows me that at this point, tier one, that baseline curriculum is, is what's failing our students. This is particularly problematic for the students that are already at a disadvantage, whether it's due to low socioeconomic levels, due to racism. There's a lot of different reasons that a student may already be at a disadvantage. And this in particular puts them at even more of a disadvantage than they would have had. Now, before people start jumping down my throat about everything, I want to go on the record as saying, I do not blame teachers for this. I know teachers. I see teachers. I work with teachers all day, every day. I mean, not right now with the stay-at-home order, but normally I do. Teachers love their students. Teachers bend over backwards. They literally take from their own lunch boxes 
to give food to help their students. This isn't because teachers don't care. It's because teachers aren't given the curriculum, the resources, the time, the training that they need to be able to serve these kids, the kids that they want to serve. If you don't give them a solid curriculum and solid resources, this is what you get. For, I mean, as long as I've been in education, which is, I'm coming up on my 13th year in education, I have never been given a full curriculum in reading, math, science, or social studies. I have been given pieces of different thrown together curriculums. I have never once been provided an entire curriculum and do not tell me that the standards are the curriculum. That is ridiculous. Do not tell me that a set of standards, objectives that the students are supposed to meet, that that's your curriculum. No people, uh uh-uh, that is not how this works. Curriculum, yes, that's part of a curriculum. The other part of the curriculum is the textbooks that the students get to read from, not that I have to copy, but that that I can hand to the students because it's already prepared and ready to go for them. The worksheets or whatever activities they're supposed to be. Curriculum is all-encompassing. It's the teacher's manual. It's the kids' textbooks. It's the workbooks. It's the activities. It's the manipulatives. Yeah, that's part of the curriculum, people. So don't stop telling teachers that the curriculum is the standards. Just stop it. That's a cop-out. I am going to call it like I see it at this point because you're wrong. Don't you dare sit there and tell teachers, administrators, as far all the way up as the President of the United States, I don't care. Curriculum is not the standards. Curriculum is every single piece that the teachers are supposed to use to teach the students, to instruct the students. Stop forcing teachers to pay out of their own pocket to buy curriculum. We're already buying lunches for the kids. We're already buying shoes and we're buying clothes. And oh my goodness, the fundraisers. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even try to count anymore how much money goes to fundraisers. That's just, that's just what you do as a teacher. Any administrator that tells a teacher that their curriculum is the standards, that's a cop-out. You are forcing your teachers to spend their own money to go out and find resources. And I'll tell you right now, that's why that's part of the reason that we're in the mess that we're in with 37% of fourth graders and eighth graders being proficient in reading. Teachers don't have time to go and find the best high-quality researched curriculum. Now, don't get me wrong. I love TPT. Teachers pay teachers. All of that is supplementary. Teachers should not have to pay out of their own pockets to buy an entire curriculum, everything that they are going to be given, giving their students in the school year. That's ridiculous. And that's part of the problem with school systems today. The other part of all this. Differentiation. 
Yep, I heard a couple of teachers just shuddered. Differentiation is a fantastic tool to help students, but it has been used as a (laughs) cop-out, again, by a lot of school systems, blaming teachers for students struggling. Well, they need to differentiate. No, honey, you need to give the teachers curriculum that already meets the needs of the majority of the students. It's one thing to differentiate a curriculum that you have been given to to help with, you know, Susie learns in this way versus Johnny learns in this way. That's one thing. When the curriculum that you are provided by the school system already meets the needs of the majority of the students. But when you're not provided a curriculum, as many teachers are not provided a curriculum or provided a full curriculum, then that leaves teachers having to hunt for the basics. And then you're going to put more pressure on them to differentiate. They've already spent time looking and finding and spending their own money a lot of the time to buy this curriculum, now you're expecting them to spend more time to differentiate it, change it. This is not right. This is not fair. Don't get me wrong. I am 100% behind teachers. We are professionals. We know what we're doing. We know what our students need. But the school system is not providing us with the time and the resources that we need to give our kids all the things that they need. So, obviously I will be circling back to all of this in future episodes, but I guess this is my rallying cry. (laughs) We have to do something about this. This is not acceptable. We owe it to the kids. We owe it to the teachers. But we especially owe it to struggling learners to do better. School systems have to start providing materials, curriculum, not just the standards. Don't you dare give those teachers just a copy of the standards again like I've been given how many times. Give them actual curriculum. Give them supplies. You know, pencils, crayons, scissors, glue, staples. That would be awesome. How about, you know, copies for the copy machine? If you're not going to give us curriculum, at least give us copies to the copy machine. Goodness gracious. And copiers that work would be amazing. Just saying. And give teachers training. Stop giving teachers that are struggling a hard time. Stop putting them under your thumb and telling them how horrible they are and stressing them out. Give them training. Oh my goodness, the first year teachers that are just struggling, they're babies, they're trying so hard. Give them training. Stop criticizing them for not having very good classroom management or classroom behavior management and all that. Give them training. Let them sit in the teacher next door down the hall that's really good at it and get some mentoring going. There are cost-effective ways to get training for these wonderful teachers that care so much about their students. But we just got to think a little bit outside the box. So what can teachers do? Obviously, there's a lot that school systems need to be working on. Obviously, administrators need to be kind of standing up for our teachers a little bit more. You know, 
providing curriculum. But what can teachers do? I'm going to talk about that. But the biggest one is using RTI, response to intervention. Response to intervention allows you, the teacher, to teach a lesson, teach a couple lessons, teach skills, and then assess, see, did it work? And for those students that it worked, fantastic, wonderful. They can move on. And for the students that it didn't work for, let's give them some intensive supports so that they don't fall further and further behind. Much like, well, not much, just like my analogy in uh, episode two, let's build a house. You have to have the foundation. And the NAEP data just just absolutely supports that. You have to have the foundation because without the foundation, the walls, the ceiling, the roof, everything caves in. And we can get these kids the foundational skills that they need. We can, but we got to work together to do it. So if you're in it with me, I will go through a whole bunch of different strategies. I've got a whole bunch of books on tap that I've been reading. I am severely dyslexic, so I read really slow, but I'm going to work on that. And I'm going to share with you what I learn. I'm going to share with you what I already know, and I'm going to integrate it so that I can be as helpful as I possibly can. That being said, I would love to hear back from anyone who's listening. I would love to get some comments, some emails. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, if you don't like what you're hearing, if you have something to say, please, by all means, email me. Uh, You can always email me at everydayteachingadventures at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear questions. I'd love to hear comments. Um, And if there's a specific topic that you want to hear hear about on the show or you want to share with um, me because I don't have that many listeners right now but it'd be really cool if I had more but you know we'll get there someday maybe in the meantime may your coffee be strong may your students be calm and may your summer be exceptionally relaxing because I have no idea what next year is going to bring